Hey guys, it's Ed, and I'm coming to you live from Detroit, and we have an action-packed show for you today. I don't know why I said that, but <laughs> we're keeping it. <laughs> uh, seriously, we have some good stuff. Uh, two major exclusives, uh, Politalk with Will later on. I mean, what could be better, right? <laughs> So, we're going to start by an impending breakup. <clears throat> and this one, this one I think is going to hurt people. According to various sources, Jason, Jason Mamoa and Lisa Bonet are heading towards divorce court. <clears throat> they have been together since 2005. Uh, and only married since, and they've only been married since 2017. So after 16 years of, of being together, what could have possibly broken down in their relationship? A lot of people are, um, are going to try to spin this as someone was cheating, uh, or something of that sort. However, uh, that is not the case. Um, Jason and Lisa, uh, agreed early on in their relationship to, uh, have it, have it be open. Uh, and both have abided by the rules, um, basically from the time, uh, they started dating. Uh, instead, the biggest problem seems to be careers. When they started, when they started dating, uh, she was the bigger star, arguably. Uh, and he was an up-and-comer. He, uh, he has exploded, of course, in the last uh, few years with Aquaman and uh, Game of Thrones, among other roles. And he has used his power that he has accumulated with Warner Brothers and other studios to help out his co-stars. Uh, when Ray Fisher uh, made his first allegations, uh, Jason stood up for him. Uh, same thing with Gail Godot, uh, among many, many, many others. Um, and, and then the last time we heard him exerting a little bit of his power was to uh, keep Amber Heard in Aquaman 2, despite a campaign by Johnny Depp and his fans to have her removed for alleged domestic violence. <clears throat> and of course, Warner Brothers acquiesced and uh, kept Amber on board. And they did, the, they did so in a very splashy way, making sure uh, that she was front and center with Jason uh, in, a, in a press conference. So, while he's using his powers for good, there's a little bit of resentment from Lisa. Uh, she has asked him several times to help her uh, land a new show or land a movie gig, uh, and he hasn't stepped forward to do that. And she feels very betrayed by this. Uh, in fact, she is very uh, furious 
uh, despite her having a, a pretty good career of her own, uh, she feels that he could help her. He feels that, or she feels that he could help her land the bigger, flashier roles if he wanted to. Uh, the fact that he he hasn't done so, and the fact that he hasn't moved to uh, to make sure she gets them, or at least uh, she gets an audition, has her very frustrated. Uh, in fact, they've been fighting, which has been reported by numerous uh, gossip sites, uh, as well as a few of the tabloids already. Um, they have been fighting a lot more. They have been trying to uh, work out their differences. Uh, Jason doesn't believe that it's his place to interfere in her career. And in fact, uh, early on in their relationship, that was one of the things that uh, they sort of agreed on was that she wouldn't uh, interfere with his career and he wouldn't interfere with her career. Uh, now that he is a major movie star, uh, she wants that to to be changed. Um, and he does. He still feels very much the same that uh, it's one thing to stand up for his co-stars uh, whom did, who didn't use his name or influence to land their roles. Um, as opposed to his wife who uh, he feels just wants him to uh, push her and push her into roles that maybe she's not even right for. Uh, one of the one of my sources told me that she actually wanted to get the lead in the new Game of Thrones prequel that's coming next year. Uh, and nobody thought she was right for that one. Uh, <clears throat> my New York source said she pushed uh, for him to get her a lead in a major movie franchise uh, that is allegedly being rebooted. And again, uh, she just didn't really fit. Uh, the She also asked him to try to get her into uh, Wonder Woman 1984 in the role that Kristen Wake played. And uh, basically Warner said, you know, we, we prefer to go with someone a little bit younger and someone who is has more name recognition. And this did not sit well with her, uh, which has led to, again, more fights and more, uh, more animosity between the two. They're waiting for the perfect time to announce their breakup. Uh, I talked with my LA source and I talked with my uh, PR friend, who both predicted that we would hear about the divorce over the 4th of July weekend. Uh, It's normally a dead time for news. Um, And so a lot of stories get buried there. Now, uh, there there is a very slight chance that they could uh, reconcile, but both teams seem ready to... Uh, go to war over this. 
uh, rumor has it that Lisa is getting ready to spin uh, tales of infidelity um, to try to garner public sympathy uh, in terms of uh, in in terms of uh, how the public views Jason. Jason, on the other hand, uh, doesn't seem to want that sort of fight. Instead, he seems to prefer uh, for this to be amicable. However, his team is ready to go. Uh, should uh, should her team throw out some of these stories, uh, his team is ready to uh, paint her. Uh, as a neurotic, jealous wife, who, <clears throat> who has uh, tried to derail her husband's career, uh, for fear that she was going to be left for a younger, sexier woman. Uh, I have personally reached out to uh, reps for both. Uh, I got a no comment. Uh, which is completely what I expected to happen. Um, but I thought it would be kind of cool to, to see if if they would give me a comment. Uh, I talked with my LA source uh, about this, and he said that breakup rumors have always swirled around them. Uh, they've just been better at keeping them under wraps uh, than most couples. However, uh, he... Said that this time where there's smoke, there's fire. Uh, and he has heard several times that um, one of the things that definitely led to um, to, to uh, more fighting was um, Lisa wanting a bigger career and wanting help launching that bigger career. And Jason uh, basically telling her no. Uh, And it was not out of jealousy. Uh, He believes that she has the talent to do it on her own. And felt that she would appreciate it more uh, if he didn't interfere. This is a developing story, of course. So we're going to stay on top of it. But for right now, I'm going to take a break. And I'll be right back. And I am back. So, most of you know that I had, I don't want to say a crush, but lustful feelings for Pete Davidson at one time, uh, pre-Ariana Grande. (coughs) And quickly came to my senses when I realized how intense and insane he is. (laughs) Uh, For those of you who are not up to par... Uh, with their Pete Davidson gossip. He dated and was briefly engaged to pop superstar Ariana Grande. Uh, They were engaged for like five minutes and then uh, they broke up like literally a month or two after their engagement. Um, At one point, there was uh, some concern that he... That Pete had popped the question to Ariana, and they were going to get married weeks after their engagement. Uh, because he kept insinuating, um, there's uh, August thirteenth was the date. Um, 
uh, I think it was his dad's birthday, uh, but it was a very important date to him, and that he wanted to uh, get married before then. Uh, whatever happened, um, I've heard different things. Uh, the official story was that was never the plan. Uh, but I've heard uh, from reliable sources that uh, Ariana's people talked her out of it. Believe what you will. <laughs> this is one of those situations where I think um, none of us can ever be truly uh, certain. Uh, but... Uh, I I do tend to believe that Ariana's people talked her out of it. Um, after that, he dated Kate Beckinsale, where, and her people and her her friends and family moved very swiftly to end that relationship, uh, because they feared that Pete would lead her down a bad path. Uh, and then there was Kaya Gerber, whose parents allegedly paid her to break up with Pete Davidson. Uh, and now he's been romantically linked to uh, Phoebe Dynver of Bridgerton fame. And th- the whole thing has been really uh, very staged, uh, if I may, if I can be frank with you all. Um, wearing uh, PD necklaces. Uh, a show of PDA uh, that just happened to be caught on camera. Uh, it, if this is not a romance made for the cameras, then I don't know what is. <laughs> uh, and this is actually particularly telling with what I'm hearing on the streets of New York. Uh, for someone who is uh, putting on a front of being romantically involved with Hollywood's newest and hottest leading lady... Uh, Peter's still trying to get some some on the side. Uh, he did an interview recently where he talked about how he approaches uh, relationships and uh, his words were people that he talks to. That's very telling and I'll tell you why in a second. Um, by saying, hey, <coughs> you know, this is who I am, uh, these are my issues, whatever. And then just waits to see their response. However, that's not exactly true. I spoke with one girl who uh, was hit on by him. And he let it be known that he uh, loves to perform oral sex. And would do it for hours if she let him. And it kind of freaked her out a little bit because they had only been talking for maybe five minutes. Um, Now, of course, um, some people do like that up for an approach and... Even the approach that he used, uh, or he says he uses, um, can be off-putting and um, to some and, and others might find it hot. Uh, one person he spoke with, uh, they asked me to completely conceal their identity, uh, but they did show me te- text messages 
Uh, they actually had a very intense connection. Uh, they talked for, for months, uh, sending nudes back and forth. Uh, and the person I spoke with allegedly was in attendance for a taping of Saturday Night Live. And Pete took them back to his dressing room where there were massive amounts of condom wrappers. And when asked about it, Pete just slyly said, I have a habit of liking it. After they finished, after they finished, uh, the next day Pete sent a message saying that he was no longer interested and uh, moved on until he came back and said, hey, you want to hook up again? When he was told no, he had a complete, Pete had a complete mental breakdown and was yelling and screaming, uh, and again, I heard some of these voice cl- uh, these voice messages, uh, and they were they were definitely Pete Davidson, and they were definitely uh, a little off the cuff. Um, and uh, there have been. A few uh, males who have said that they've talked to Pete Davidson. Uh, However, none of them have actually proven it. Uh, So, at this point, I don't feel comfortable saying that uh, they actually spoke with him. Uh, When asked to produce proof of some sort, uh, they were not able to. But, speaking with my New York source... Uh, she and I kind of compared notes, and this seems to be par for the course. Uh, you know, obviously, Pete is a, a young man uh, in the prime of his life. Uh, we both think that he's at the height of his career. We don't see him um, necessarily getting any bigger. Uh, and... So we think that he kind of wants to take advantage of of things while he can. Uh, so why is he trying to put on this facade of being the romantic man? That part is easy to answer. My New York source, uh, who I've told you guys before, has worked uh, in and around the entertainment industry in various roles for the better part of the last two decades... Uh, said he wants to position himself as the romantic lead because that's where the money's at. If you look at uh, Hugh Grant, Hugh Grant very cleverly presented himself as the romantic lead in the early stages of his career. And we see that is still bearing fruit for him uh, with Emmy Buzz for The Undoing. Um, the other reason for this is he certainly wants to seem more attractive. If 
the girls or um even though he has not yet played gay, uh he is said to be definitely considering it. Um if the girl or the guy falls for him on screen, why wouldn't we fall for him? Uh so it is it is a dual edged sword here. Uh, for his part, Pete has not really responded to rumors that he's dating Phoebe, or anyone for that matter. Uh, when the girl I told you about in the beginning of this uh, asked him about it, he blew it off and said, that's work stuff. And left it at that. Uh, there is word that he could be interested in trying to land a Shonda Rhimes Netflix series. Uh, apparently he tried really hard to uh, be in the miniseries that Shonda uh, created, wrote, and is said to be uh, possibly directing. Uh, uh, that is, That has been delayed, but was supposed to make its debut... Uh, in February, it's been delayed by a few months because of the COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, he had wanted to be one of the guys in there. Um, even going as far as to agree uh, to do any nudity himself. And he could be using uh, Phoebe to gain a foothold into this. <laughs> um... We're going to continue to track this story. As soon as we hear anything else, we will bring it to you. For right now, though, I'm going to take a break, and I'll be right back. And I'm back. Long-time listeners will remember a time when almost every episode of Drunk Gossip had some sort of segment about the feud between Kim Cattrall and Sarah Jessica Parker. <clears throat> Back then, I was really trying to figure out what caused uh, this rift between them. Uh, and I contended then, and I still contend today, that uh, you don't have to be friends with your co-workers, right? Like, you can go to work, uh, do your job, and leave and not be friends with uh, with the people that you work with, with your co-workers. But still, usually when you have a show like Sex and the City, um, and that was super successful, uh, the cast at least tries to present an image of friendship. And these ladies did not, they didn't even try to pretend like they liked one another. Um, which was fascinating to me, to be honest. Um. Because they, uh, they just went ahead and went all in on their feud, <laughs> and I, I still think that uh, that should be Ryan Murphy's next season of Feud, uh, SJP and Kim Cattrall, because that would be epic. Well, this weekend, uh, let me back up a second here. Jason Lewis back then sided with Sarah Jessica Parker. And no one quite knew why, because, uh, you know, Kim Cattrall had been his leading lady. 
uh, and they seem to be on very friendly terms. Well, as it happened recently, uh, uh, Jason Lewis was asked if Smith Jared was going to be part of the revival that's coming up. And he said no, he doesn't, uh, he doesn't believe so. And that he believes that Smith Jared uh, probably left acting and was now working uh, in, on the production side of things. And so it got me to thinking, like, why did Jason Lewis take Sarah Jessica Parker's side? Uh, the, the one thought I kept having in my head was, since she's a producer on the show, maybe he was just sucking up to the boss and really was hoping that um, he could land uh, land another gig or he could reprise Smith. Um, he could reprise uh, the Smith role um, in the continuation somehow. Turns out uh, I was way off. Uh, speaking with both my New York and LA sources, I got a better picture of uh, what happened. So, I, I've already told you, uh, Sarah Jessica Parker, uh, one of the things that lured her to do Sex and the City was the fact that they were giving her a producer credit. Normally, these are vanity titles. Uh, but Sarah Jessica Parker was not about to accept a vanity title. She, want, she wanted to put in the work, which is admirable, uh, no matter uh, if you like her or not. Um, you have to, you, I think you have to admire her spunk and, and her wanting to uh, do better and do the work and not just uh, just cash the checks and pretend like, you know, she did something. Um, so, she was very heavily involved in casting and all that. So, when it came time for Samantha to get a younger love interest, and a love interest who uh, stayed around a little bit longer, uh, Sarah, Sarah Jessica Parker really wanted to make, uh, find the right guy. And they've, they searched high and low and finally found Jason Lewis. Uh, Kim was thrilled uh, at getting a long-term love story. And uh, everyone was very happy. Not only was Jason very good-looking, uh, willing to uh, push the boundaries uh, that the show was putting out there, uh, but he could act, so it was like a, it was just coming up winners all the way around. Well, behind the scenes, uh, while they were rehearsing a love scene, Kim Cattrall went to, uh, went to Jason Lewis, uh, they were rehearsing, and she was like, well, why don't you get naked? You know, we're going to be doing the scene nude, whatever. And he said, you know, let's just rehearse with our clothes on. And she said, well, what I'm saying is let's have an affair. 
let's let's just fuck like rabbits, um, to put it in the crude terms that it was put to me. And Jason declined, saying that he didn't think it was professional, and uh, he went and talked to the producers about it. Well, being turned down hurt Kim's ego, and she flew into a rage, demanding that Jason get fired and they recast the role. Uh, Producers, led by Sarah Jessica Parker, said, no, we're not going to do that. Uh, More than just um, not wanting to get sued for sexual harassment, they they were actually quite pleased with what they were seeing um, with his scenes and, and all of that. So uh, they were very uh, they were very adamant that Smith was, that Jason Lewis was staying and that Smith was going to continue um, heating up the screens. This eventually led to Kim feeling as if she was not being heard and that the only reason why Sarah Jessica Parker said no was because uh, Kim had wanted this. If If one of the other women in the cast had asked for their love interest to be fired, it was her belief that uh, Sarah Jessica Parker would have immediately recast the role or uh, had the story altered <clears throat> to where uh, they would be able to uh, where they would be able to kind of push away from it uh, and, and go into new territory. <clears throat> Kim Cattrall complained loudly that Jason Lewis was not living up to expectations and became something of a laughingstock amongst her, uh, amongst the cast and producers because she would constantly complain about uh, Jason Lewis's performance while applauding herself. And saying that she made the scene. <clears throat> when, when the show ended, uh, many people have speculated that it ended because um, Kim Cattrall turned down a season seven contract, which is not true. According to my LA source and verified uh, via various other sources, uh, Kim did indeed turn down a uh, another season. However, they were prepared to carry on without her, <clears throat> and it was only when. Uh, Michael Patrick King said, hey, why don't I write a movie that ways we're not, you know, we don't have to film 10 or 12 episodes. You know, we can, we'll have the script 
and you know we can be done and this can you know our series finale can stand on its own but the movie can uh kind of bring in closure uh and with the first movie kim control did try to pull some funny business uh trying to make demands and same thing with the second movie she tried to make some demands uh for a higher salary and uh automatic green light approval uh same things that she was accused of with the third movie the the difference with the first two movies though was um she needed the money and she was terrified especially with the first movie that the story about her trying to seduce uh Jason Lewis into having an affair with her was going to get out with the third movie she didn't think anyone would care anymore uh and she so she made all the outrageous demands including co-star approval and when when Warner Brother exec said no she got very angry even though she was offered a producer credit and now she's crying allegedly she reached out to uh, Cynthia Nixon and Kristen Davis stating how unfair it was that they were doing the Sex and the City revival without her. And she even cited her chemistry with Smith as one of the reasons why the show has gone down as a classic. She has also uh, started making some loud noise that she doesn't feel that they can recreate Sex and the City without her and that she needs to uh, be given a contract and written into the show. Sarah Jessica Parker and Warner Brothers have said no. A rep for Sarah Jessica Parker did not return, uh, did not return calls for a comment. Reps for Kim Cattrall have denied any allegations that she sexually harassed Jason Lewis and said that it's a bit of gossip that turns up every so often. And there's no merit to it whatsoever. Warner Brothers stuck to a firm no comment. This, of course, has been a developing story for the last three years. So I will, of course, keep you up to date whenever I hear anything more about it. But for right now, I'm going to take a break. And I'll be right back. And I'm back. (laughs) Oh, last week... Saw a shocker of a divorce. Melinda and Bill Gates uh, officially announced that they were separating after uh, 25 years of marriage. Uh, Bill Gates is, I should say, they were one of the wealthiest couples around, uh, worth some $160 billion. Uh, Melinda officially filed for divorce uh, in the state of Washington where they have resided Um, and the day of the filing uh, and this is really intriguing uh, we're still waiting uh, to find out uh, why but the SEC reported that 
$1.8 billion worth of Microsoft stock was transferred over to Melinda from Bill. Now, there could be any number of reasons for this. Um, Some speculation has already started that uh, they've already reached a divorce settlement uh, and they are taking things uh, step by step to untangle their lives. In their statement, both Bill and Melinda said that they would be uh, focused on their philanthropy work, uh, including the Gates Foundation, um, and they would continue to work together on these causes. However, there are multiple sources that have said that's not going to happen, that this is a divorce that has... Um, that's going to turn very nasty very fast. Uh, And in fact, mere hours after, mere hours after the announcement of their divorce came word that, uh, maybe not word, maybe a reminder uh, that before uh, Bill and Melinda got married, He told her in no uncertain terms that the wedding would not happen if she didn't allow him to spend a long week, uh, a long weekend or a week with his former girlfriend in the Outer Banks of North Carolina. She accepted this. um, She accepted this and nothing more was said about it. Now, of course, there's no word as to whether or not uh, Bill and this uh, former girlfriend were carrying on an affair, or if um, there was any sort of connection like that between them. But when you're telling your your soon-to-be spouse that you're going to be spending a weekend or a week with this person, uh, you know, eyebrows can be raised. Um... And of course, uh, the marriage, the marriage of Bill and, and Melinda seemed to uh, work out just fine for them. Uh, and in fact, Will pointed out to me uh, that they had a carefully crafted image that both of them held on to as uh, as late as last year, uh, despite numerous reports, uh, first coming from the Wall Street Journal, that. Melinda had actually sought uh, a divorce in 2019. Back then, uh, it was revealed that Bill Gates had met with child uh, child molester uh, and convicted uh, con- convicted rapist uh, Jeffrey Epstein uh, multiple times. Bill Gates said that he had no business with uh, Jeffrey Epstein and that uh, there was definitely no friendship. However, a later statement implied that he had been meeting with him about doing some charity work together and that Bill completely regretted 
uh, meeting with him and and all of that. <clears throat> uh, what was missing from from his statement and from other reports is that Bill Gates actually spent the night uh, at Jeffrey Epstein's Midtown Manhattan townhouse where several rapes occurred. Now, there is no proof or and there are no allegations that Bill Gates participated uh, in the raping of any woman or uh, young child. Uh, but it is a little suspicious that he was there uh, in the same in the same townhouse where multiple women have said they were raped by Jeffrey Epstein, uh, Ghislaine Maxwell, among other highly influential uh, people. And the divorce announcement, along with these uh, new, newly refound uh, allegations, the timing seems to be very suspicious. Uh, and coupled with the $1.8 billion in stock that was transferred to her name, it would not be a complete surprise to find out that Uh, it would not be a complete surprise to find out uh, that there was something more menacing happening. <clears throat> of course, there are all sorts of conspiracy theories surrounding Bill Gates at this time. Um, he plays a large part in the QAnon conspiracy theories, including one that says he wants to own all own all the farmland and... Basically, if you don't want to grow, if you don't want to eat what he grows, then you just don't eat. Uh, while he does own a lot of farmland, there is no evidence that he is some diabolical villain from the comic books. <laughs> um, and again, there is no proof that he's even connected to uh, any of the rapes that occurred in the uh, in the Epstein townhouse. However, we do, Will and I are both of the belief that this divorce is about to turn very nasty very fast. Already there are gossips, already there are gossip stories that are popping up um, accusing both Bill and Melinda of being unfaithful. Uh, With with one story even going as far as to insinuate that Melinda walked in on Bill uh, with a very famous basketball player and that was the straw that broke the camel's back Uh, there's also rumors that Melinda has had her eye on a new man uh, and that new man is very interested in moving forward with a relationship with her. Uh, perhaps in part hoping to grab a chunk of her fortune. 
there is no prenuptial agreement in place for Bill and Melinda. Uh, although, again, they both seem set on uh, their philanthropy work and continuing to donate to causes that they hold near and dear to their hearts. Uh, when it comes to when it comes to uh, the splitting of the assets, uh, Bill hasn't been um, a major player in Microsoft in a very long time. Uh, and while he is the majority stockholder, uh, that's not expected to change. Uh, there, a lot of people expect them to follow the uh, Bezos divorce, uh, where... Uh, basically, Mackenzie Bezos was given half of Jeff Bezos. Um, maybe it wasn't half, but a, a significant portion of his stock uh, in Amazon. But she gave him the proxy to vote for her. Uh, there's a very uh, there's a very well thought out theory on amongst the legal circles, according to my lawyer friend who say that uh, they believe that uh, Bill and Melinda will follow that uh, probably right to the edge um, with Melinda uh, getting maybe less stock uh, and more of the real estate that they own and a heftier uh, cash settlement. Of course, we're going to have to wait to see how this plays out. It's a breaking and developing story, and Will and I will stay on top of it. But for right now, I'm going to take a break, and I'll be right back. And I'm back. And last week saw NFL superstar Aaron Rodgers in the hot seat. Uh, he has been trying to hammer out a contract with the Green Bay Packers uh, for the last little while. And it was seemingly coming to a contentious end. Uh, and last week just kind of blew everything out of the water. So do you want to hear what actually happened? Of course you do. <laughs> um, according to two different, two different sources, uh, who I not only verified the story with, uh, but they led me to people, other people who could verify the story. So... This has been very... Uh, uh, it's, it's been verified within an inch of its life. <laughs> so it started out with Aaron Rodgers getting drunk. Stupid, sloppy, Tom Brady after the Super Bowl drunk. And he was being a messy-ass fool. Um, there, there were reports that he was, uh, getting touchy-feely with, uh, with other people, and, uh, you know, and just kept drinking. Well, he left his phone out, and it was taken. Screenshots were, uh, screenshots were taken, uh, and we got a texting scandal where 
uh, Aaron was bad-mouthing the Green Bay Packers management and the and his head coach. This put things in a very perilous position for him. He was... They were already butting heads about the future... About his future and the future of the franchise. And... This kind of put a whole different bent uh, where his bosses felt that they were being disrespected by a player and that he should be grateful. Along with putting this, along with uh, having this being uh, put it in a very perilous situation, there are pictures of Aaron Rodgers in various states of undress that were taken off of his phone. His fiance Shailene Woodley has been helping with damage control. Shailene, uh, uh, Shailene and Aaron are not in a real relationship. This was done for PR reasons uh, and it benefits both sides. Uh, the reasons why uh, the benefits that each of them uh, get, you can almost guess. <laughs> um, uh, I think we've seen Shailene name more in the press in the last few weeks that she's been with Aaron Rodgers than we have since Divergent came out. Uh, Aaron, you can leave it to your imagination. Suffice it to say, uh, she knows about him getting frisky and is not upset about it. Uh, in fact, she was the one who uh, got his phone back, piled him into the limo, and made sure he got home safely. Uh, when when I talked to my Yet Lay source, he said that she doesn't she doesn't necessarily consider herself in love with him, but she does care about Aaron Rodgers. They are actually very good friends. Um, and she is trying to help him come through some of the past hurts and regrets that he has, including when he dated actress Olivia Munn. Uh, uh, Olivia separated him from his family uh, and helped contribute uh, to some of the animosity that both sides feel. Now, Shailene is not thinking that she's going to be able to solve all of his problems, uh, and she has encouraged him to go to therapy uh, and to uh, try to work through these issues. She's also asked him uh, to cut back on the drinking because it worries her that he's going to end up making a fool of both of them. Uh, Especially as she starts to mount her uh, comeback. Now, of course, she was... um, Shailene herself was in uh, Big Little Lies. However, there were flashier and uh, more press-friendly stars in... Nicole Kidman and Reese Witherspoon. So she 
uh, instead of being the leading lady, she was bumped down to uh, third, uh, third lead. Not something that um, she thought would be happening at this stage in her career, especially after she landed uh, Divergent. But, in any case, um, Aaron was grateful that uh, she spared him. And while I thought he would blame her for the screenshots getting out, uh, he has said uh, multiple times to Shailene uh, and to his team that... (coughs) um, He has said that um, if it weren't for her, this this scandal could have been so much worse. It was her quick thinking and her maneuvers. Uh, As for whether or not he's worried about those racy pictures getting out, he is of the belief that it could pump up his image as a heartthrob. However, Shailene, Shailene, rather, excuse me, and his team have cautioned him that uh, it would have uh, the reverse effect on his career and could likely put an end to his time in the NFL or anything related to football, at least in the uh, big leagues. <clears throat> he is... He is said to be considering a run for another contract with the Green Bay Packers. If if the franchise chooses to pass, his ideal would be to head out to California. Uh, and part of Part of his thought process is that he wants to uh, start to get into uh, commercial acting and and sponsorships, as well as potentially uh, landing a TV series of his very own. Uh, He is said to be uh, talking with Shailene and her team about launching a production company. But everyone has said that he needs to weather the storm, uh, see what happens, and then start to make his, uh, and then start to make his next moves. Uh, doing anything before that would would only lead to catastrophe. Uh, that, frankly, nobody wants to deal with. <laughs> And that's going to do it for me for today. Thank you all so much for listening. And coming up next is Politalk. Until we talk again. Hey, folks. I'm producer Will. And this, once again, is Politalk. Welcome back. Now, Politalk was originally formed to report on the dumbest political scandals of each week. And boy, are we going to deliver this time. So, strap in while I load up, and we're going to start this week off by talking about the domestic side of stupid. I'm speaking, 
in this case, of Caitlyn Jenner's gubernatorial run. So, we're only a few weeks out from the initial announcement of Jenner's candidacy, and she's already done quite a bit to sink it. Over the past week and a half, she's made a series of major missteps. First, in an appearance on Hannity to promote her campaign, she offered an anecdote about how one of her wealthy friends, who owned their own private hangar, was leaving the state to go to Arizona because they couldn't bear seeing all the homeless people around. She offered this story as evidence of the state's decline and mismanagement under Gavin Newsom. But to most watchers and listeners, it read as bafflingly out of touch and more upset about the actual presence of the homeless than about their treatment at the hands of the government. Later that same week, she came out in favor of restrictions on transgender athletes playing sports against competitors of the gender they transitioned to rather than their birth gender, before it was finally revealed that she plays from the women's team in golf. Evidently, Jenner doesn't think this rule should apply to herself. Transgender activists and Democratic lawmakers who oppose the policies were quick to call out her positions as hypocritical and downright cruel, a response that she has failed to address at press time. The parts of Jenner's campaign not dominated by gaffes have arguably been dominated by strategic missteps. Jenner and her team have sought to portray her as a successor to Arnold Schwarzenegger, the last Republican governor of California, who came to power in fairly similar circumstances to the 2021 recall. He was initially elected during a recall of unpopular Democratic Governor Gray Davis. However, Jenner and her team have complicated that narrative very quickly. Schwarzenegger styled himself as a moderate consensus builder whose main aim was to cut through political gridlock. Jenner, by contrast, has tried to make herself out to be the Trumpiest Trumper in the Republican field and has even hired senior Trump advisor Brad Parscale to help run her campaign. Democrats in Governor Newsom's camp have been pretty happy with this development. The embattled governor and his team have consistently sought to portray the recall effort as a bit of partisan showmanship driven by out-of-state money and the broader Republican Party looking to try to snag a governor's chair that they couldn't win fairly in the general election. The way Jenner is running her campaign is making that spin pretty easy to manage. Despite these missteps, Jenner has yet to publicly change course. Reportedly, she remains confident that she has a high level of support in California, especially among the LGBTQ community there. Most believe that this confidence is misplaced, and some of our sources indicate that it may be based entirely on a misunderstanding. Ed and I have received some claims that Caitlyn Jenner misinterpreted a poll as saying that 80% of California's LGBT community supports her, when, in fact, the poll only said that 80% of the community had heard of her at all, as opposed to the other 20%, who are living the dream, really. Now, as long shot as Caitlyn Jenner's candidacy is, there's still a chance that she gets elected to be governor. Gavin Newsom's popularity has plummeted like a rock this year in response to his botched handling of the latter part of the pandemic. And as local Republicans are so very fond of saying, they've taken the governorship from unpopular Democrats before. So there's a terrifying thought to keep you up at night. To counter it, you can have this completely irrelevant, I hesitate to even call it political, 
story out of Europe, which is included here solely for my and for your amusement. Because y'all know how much I love dunking on nobles. This story begins back in 2016, when Vittore Emanuele di Savoia, the son of the last king of Italy, amended a medieval law that for centuries restricted succession in his royal line to male heirs so that his granddaughter, Vittoria Cristina Chiara Adelaide Maria, could become the heir to his bloodline and be invested with the eventual power to lead the House of Savoy. Obviously, this move drew quite a bit of heat from rival claimants. Prince Aimoni de Savoia Austa, a cousin of hers and a rival claimant, is on record as calling the move totally illegitimate, and the pronouncement touched off a bitter dispute that has lasted years and covered multiple chapters and different subjects, with the latest flare-up being caused by Victoria's burgeoning career as an influencer on social media. For those of you who can't keep quite up to date with the ever-shifting slang of the modern era, influencer is the trendy term for shill. You may be wondering why the newly anointed heir to the Italian throne feels the need to be a shill on social media. That's because the Italian throne doesn't exist. Italy, unlike, for example, Great Britain, is not a constitutional monarchy, but a republic. They abolished the monarchy 75 years ago, mostly for the nobility's disastrous support of Benito Mussolini during the run-up to World War II, and ran all the remaining claimants to the throne out of the country. Vittoria and her family live in France, and I'm pretty sure she's never set foot in Italy in her life. The aforementioned rival claimant works as a tire company executive in Moscow. The family as a whole remains sanguine about their prospects. Vittoria's father, Emanuele Filiberto, has said that we have a lot of people who are seeing the family with a potential comeback. Those people don't live in Italy, that's for sure. Even in the family's ancestral home, few modern-day Italians have even heard of Vittoria, let alone want to restore her to the throne. So, this pretty much amounts to a big old slap fight over old money and a desperate search for relevance. Hope you've all enjoyed this episode of Politalk. I have one last bit of likely welcome for our listeners' news before I go. Shortly before press time... A federal judge ruled that the NRA cannot file for bankruptcy and must face New York's attorney general in court, where their prospects do not look good. Thanks, everybody, for tuning into this Politalk. And as always, cheers.